Obscuria. Welcome to Anthology Obscura. I'm Louie, and I'm joined by Chris. Good afternoon, evening, after, afternoon, evening, something like afternoon, that. Afternoon, evening. It's, it's, still, it's summertime, so the sun's still out yeah. till 9 o'clock, so that's, uh, that's the way it goes. Mid and to late today afternoon the, today. Yeah, mid, what is it, midday? <laughs> mid to late afternoon. Mid to late afternoon. But yes, today on the show we're going to be talking Tales from the Dark Side, Love Hungry. Now, Chris, Tales from the Dark Side. I, I have a feeling you didn't watch the show much growing up, did you? You'd be right. You'd be right. I, I like. I don't think I honestly ever watched it as a kid. Um, and my first like introduction to Tales from the Dark Side was the movie. I remember yeah, seeing the movie yeah. before I ever saw any episodes of the show ever. It's funny because we're only a couple years, like with two years apart in age. Right. Um, and I, it's, it's always freaks me out that I have memories of some of these shows because this is one of, like most people, nostalgia, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, Transformers, G.I. Joe, one of my earliest memories. Stuff. Yeah. One of my earliest memories, Tales from the Dark Side. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the little, here's the little backstory is it, and, and. That's why I want to cover this episode because I have, I I'm about I'd say seventy five percent sure that this was the first episode of Tales from the Dark Side I watched. Now I have a very uh. vague memory, a very very vague memory. Obviously, I've seen it throughout the years, but I have one of my first memories of this show. I must have been three, four years old, and I was at my grandmother's apartment, and my mom was there. I don't know if my grandma was babysitting me for the night or something. My mom was going to go out and do something. Something along those lines. That's usually how I watch a lot of this inappropriate shit I wasn't supposed to be watching at this age. And, I, dude, this, I have this memory. It's a very brief memory. I was in my, my grandmother's, like, bedroom. And she had two TVs, one in the living room, one in her bedroom. She had a one-bedroom apartment. She lived by herself. And um, in the bedroom, she had... Like literally the smallest TV I think I've ever seen. It was like a foot. It was like twelve feet. It was like not not even twelve feet. Twelve, 12 inches. inches. Twelve, 12 inches. inches. I mean, not feet. I don't. I don't know feet. I don't know inches. Oh uh, yes, twelve inches. It was tiny. Do you remember those really yeah. tiny TVs? Yeah, like the thirteen-inch TV. Yeah, I yes, think, I think Bill had yeah. that was Bill's first TV too, and his bedroom was like a thirteen-inch TV. Tiny. T- my fucking monitor in front of me right now is bigger yeah, than this right. television. Um, and it was you know no cable. So it had the fucking antenna on it that you had to like fucking hang ears. out the window. Yeah, the <laughs> rabbit ears to get to get that good connection. And uh, I remember my mom like saying, "Oh, I'll be back in a few." And she left. She left me in the room. I was I I don't know what I was watching. And I used to watch a lot of shit on Channel Eleven, like late at night, Channel Nine. And I'd go up to the TV and turn the knob to change the yeah. channel because there was no goddamn remote in this little tiny ass TV. And I remember changing it. And just changing it to something. It was like, you know, like four channels. There was not, there wasn't much to choose from. That very, it, very heavy clicking sound yes, when you turned the knobs. Click. It was, yeah, old ass TV, tiny once again. And I turned to a channel, something else was on. That ended. It was something that grabbed my attention. I don't know what the fuck it was. I, I, that part I can't remember. 
but I remember changing it to that channel, watching the end of something, and then Tales from the Dark Side starts. Now I'm like three or four. And I think what most people remember about this show is the intro. The intro, yeah. cre- that creepy-ass music. A place that is just as real, but not as brightly lit. A dark side. <laughs> it's like, it almost looks like a Bob Ross painting, but made to right, be like sinister. But, but exactly, <laughs> like a sinister, like a, a creepy version. Which I guess is like the point of it, since it's the dark side of things. It's the dark side, because you're supposed to be seeing it all during the day, and then it, it gets... All it is is an invert. They just inverted the right. footage yeah. to make it look like it was dark. But I remember being three or four and being like, what the fuck is this? Not I didn't say what the fuck is this, but in my brain, I'm like, what is this? And I remember watching this episode and being scared of it because... And when we get into it, it's not a scary episode, it's kind of like you could see why a kid would would w- like watch it and not be frightened of it. I was only scared of the intro. Well, yeah, you know, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's got a little goofy edge to it, but it does have some stuff we'll get into. No, it does, and and I and I'll say this: the the stuff that's not horror or scary or dark. Again, a three year old would be like, "Oh, you know, the puppets and shit." You'd think this right, is like exactly. a show geared towards children mm-hmm. that's on at 9 30 at night you know what i mean so i just remember watching this and just being like so scared of that intro and fucking creeped out and then being confused because then it went into this episode love hungry that kind of has like kind of something like peewee herman vibes to it yeah. and i was very yeah, much yeah, yeah. into peewee at the time and and the fruit puppets kind of, you know, emulate something that would appear on Pee-wee's Playhouse, yeah, you know? or like a Sesame Street, like any of those kind of kids shows at that time had the, had the, the puppets, and uh, it's not for kids. These hey, puppets are not for kids. This episode's not for kids, and honestly, I probably didn't, I didn't understand half of it when I watched it, and I remember watching this episode, like, over the years. I remember they played reruns, I think, in the late 90s, early 2000s on Sci-Fi. Yeah. So I'd catch it there, and I think most people around our age, Tales from the Dark Side is probably one of their earliest, their earliest exposure, like, to anthology horror television. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Besides uh, Tales from the Crypt, because this predates that. This came out, right. if I remember correctly, I think it was, like, mid-'80s, and Tales from the Crypt was late-'80s. So this was, like, something people were, were, were watching a lot at the time. Obviously, a little later came all the, the kid-friendly anthology stuff that we all know, Are You Afraid of the Dark Goosebumps right. and all that jazz. And there's... Tons of shows, but I always feel like most people go back to Tales from the Dark Side because that was kind of like the introduction to this, you know, genre of storytelling, I guess you could say, specifically horror storytelling. And right. the show and I think, itself. Mm-hmm. I think like you could say Twilight Zone was like the first the popular first, anthology, yeah. but then, you know, it disappeared. And even in the mid 80s, they tried to revive Twilight Zone to not as much success as the original. Yeah. And I think Tales from the Dark Side was kind of like the one to sort of jumpstart that anthology TV format for horror once again. If I remember correctly, the 80s Twilight Zone was on. We haven't even covered that show yet. I'm sure we're going to get to that eventually. But the 80s um, Twilight Zone was on around the same time as like uh, Tales from the Dark Side. I mean, um, 
Monsters. Yeah, I, I think it just it was wasn't, all around the same time. It, I don't think it was as as big of a hit as the original Twilight Zone. I mean, there's no, good stuff in never. it that we'll obviously we'll talk about at another time, but I think yeah. Tales from the Dark Side was more of the like It lasted longer too. The more popular of yeah, it did, most certainly. Well, the more popular uh like anthology series yeah. of those of that time. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure and I didn't obviously research this, but I think the 80s Twilight Zone only lasted two seasons, maybe even one. I might be completely wrong, but I don't think it lasted long. Tales from the Dark Side lasted like four seasons, I think. I think four or five, if I remember correctly. So uh, it definitely had a run. And a lot of these shows, Freddy's Nightmares was mm-hmm. on around this time too and that had a, a, a two seasons but it was an it was an insanely long two seasons of freddy's nightmares it's funny because these shows dude always had like a shit ton of episodes yeah like, i've been revisiting freddy's nightmares and like each season's like 25 episodes i'm yeah, not used the, to that i i was just looking up the twilight zone just for reference and it was three seasons all right like so three. 65 episodes in Fucking three crazy. seasons like it's a shitload of episodes so it's three seasons so it's close to it was close to tales from the dark side wow I, I thought it was less than that i didn't realize it was i it was um, i could not tell you outside of like maybe a, a dozen episodes at the very most of like what those episodes were like there's the the, the first one i know is the bruce willis one that's like the that's the one everyone knows the, the most famous <laughs> one of the new of the 80s twilight zone but like on to tales from the dark side they didn't really have like name actors like that in a oh, lot no. of the episodes in a, a lot couple, of them from time to time in a couple episodes yeah but well, more George so Romero it was, was involved with right, he was executive show. producer yeah. yeah so that was a big deal that's you know someone to uh Someone of note, if I remember right. correctly. I think the, I'm pretty the sure the it's the show, not Monsters. It is. It's, it is the show, yeah. Yeah, because Monsters and Tales from the Dark Side, dude, have so... I'm pretty sure some of the people behind Tales from the Dark Side were involved with Monsters as well. It's like the same, like, similar groups of people. And There's when, an when interesting you watch, overlap. And when you watch Tales from the Dark Side, there are actors. Like, there's some actors I recognize for sure. I can't name any off the top of my head right now. But, like, this episode we're going to be covering, there's not – they're kind of basically TV actors. But there right. definitely are episodes where you see – there will be faces you recognize, you know, similar to like, – it's funny, dude, because I feel like the late 80s and since this is, like, the anthology spinoff of Haunted Hangover – amazing stories was like helmed by steven spielberg and mm-hmm. stuff like that was his anthology show around the same time yeah so it's just crazy how popular at one point like that format was you know but this is always like i always said like i said before this is kind of the one everyone goes to um when it comes to heart besides tales from the crypt obviously i just love how everything's tales from you know and that's kind yeah. of that that sums up what all these shows are and i and i think that's what's so special about all of them you know going back to why we're covering all of them or as much as we can on this show just to kind of highlight episodes we like and and i think this episode uh that we're going to be talking about is obscure because i rarely ever see people mention this episode of tales from the dark side usually i've we'll never the, yeah. never seen it prior never to heard of watching it, right? it for Until this episode i sent you a link no to yeah watch it. never <laughs> um but yeah i feel like this episode uh when people think of tales from the dark side they usually think about the there's a halloween episode called trick-or-treat which mm-hmm. is really popular um there's another episode i forget the name of it with this like little gnome monster 
Uh, I had like a, I have like a brain fart. I know the name, but it completely just I just went blank remembering it. Um, that's a really popular one. You do see images of of the monsters. Usually, the creature episodes are always the most popular yeah. for obvious reasons. Right. You know. And I always feel like this show was geared more towards children. As funny as that sounds, it's not supposed to be. Monsters, I feel for sure, was like way more. Monsters, I remember like watching on Sci-Fi Channel all the time. And like it was it was just goofy. Like a lot of the stuff was goofier. Yeah, there was and, like and, sex and shit like that, too. Yeah, <laughs> but like, these shows. And like, like if the, you were the, six, you were like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be cutting right, The zombies were like <laughs> eating people and like the, the but it was like the overdramatic, like, oh, yeah, like licking of the lips and that kind of silly stuff. Like. It was it was fun. And this episode kind of fits into that more, I think. Like, there's a lot of, like, as we go, we'll talk about, like, the the overacting of some of the people oh, in the episode, sure. which I think is kind of, like, plays for gags. And, and <laughs> it was just, it was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. And, and like, I was texting you, and I was like, it does take a dark turn, which oh, I sure. think is, you know, tells from the dark side. So, clearly, it's it's got to at some yeah. point. but. I had fun with this episode. I, I think overacting is an important aspect of the, all these shows. If Sa- if Sammy was with us right now, she's not in this episode. She's not. She's not taking part in it. Obviously, um, she she'd get a kick out of some of the overacting in this one. Right. So, but yeah, with with all that out of the way, let's just jump into the let's just jump into the episode. Tales from the Dark Side. Love hungry. Hey, lady. Whoa. Just a simple question here. No. No. It's not a simple question when a banana asks it. It's not a simple question at all. Hey, you got a problem with bananas, lady? Yes. Yes, we're talking bananas. Yes, I do. So, Tales from the Dark Side Love Hungry was released on February 21st, 1988, a week <laughs> after Valentine's a week after Valentine's Day. And this yeah. you would think like love I was- love hungry. I was just over a month old when this episode came out. Yeah, look at that. You were, yeah, you were, you were an infant. You were a a newborn baby in the crib. I was what thirty days old or something. Fourteenth yeah. of January to the twenty first of February, whatever Poop, that is. Pooping That's, your diapers and and, yep. and <laughs> drinking out of a bottle or maybe something else. I don't know how your mom. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We're not going to get into that on this. We're podcast. not going to get into those details. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it was also uh, it was part of season four, episode eleven. Uh, like I said before, this stars a bunch of unknowns. The lead, her name is Sharon Madame. Which sounds like mm-hmm. a porn name or a stage name for sure. <laughs> Sharon, Madam, right? Madam, M E M A D D E M, Madam. Yeah, yeah. Sharon, Madam. Uh, she's just done a lot of TV, X Files, Frasier, How I Met Your Mother. So she's that's predominantly when you go on IMDb, that's her career. That's like all yeah. you really see on there. Um, the director of this, I, I don't have his name in my notes, but I, when I IMDb'd him. Him too. I think he directed six episodes. John of, John Streisick is the director. Yeah, John Streisick. I was about to say he has a really kind of funky name. Uh, he directed six episodes of Tales from the Dark Side, an episode of Monsters. Funny enough, mm-hmm. so like he was really experienced uh, with these type of shows and this show specifically. Um, there's also the other actor. I didn't write his name down. Uh, he's he plays Elmo in this. Larry Him Gelman too. plays Elmo. Yeah, he's a TV actor. A lot of that's TV. a fucking name. That's a weird character name. I, I feel like, like I, all I these people have stage names, dude. 
No, no, no. The character that he plays. Oh, what, the fu- Elmo? what kind of person is named Elmo? Yo, there's a fuzzy red puppet monster it on was, Sesame Street. It was named a very, Elmo. A very weird <laughs> choice for, for a character's name. Hey, Elmo. I guess that was a popular name at one point. And, I, and this, I, I think, maybe, pre- and sure. I'm, I'm about 90% sure. I don't know my Sesame Street uh, history, but I'm pretty sure this predates Elmo from Sesame Street because he came out, I think, in the early 90s, if I remember correctly. Uh, uh, fucking so. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but let's jump into the synopsis for Love Hungry. Uh, so we follow a work from home telemarketer named Betsy. She's a single woman. And she lives in this apartment alone with a bunch of plants. I'm talking a ridiculous amount of plants. It's a character trait. She's like talking to them and spraying fucking water all over them and shit. So I guess it's trying to insinuate that this is like her entire life. She's also right. kind of an asshole to people on the phone. Yeah. You get that and like she too? can't she can't get a man kind of. So she like has resorted to her plants. Like that's the kind of the vibe I got yeah. from her. It's like the app, like the opposite of a cat lady. It's like a plant right. lady. Yeah, <laughs> she's like an old, like a spinster who, like you know, doesn't do well with the men. So she makes up for it with the plants. I do like that she's like a work from home telemarketer, just because the way the world is now, like that was a thing even in the eighties. Yeah, and I wanted to, I wanted to make note of that, and I guess like, so Stranger Things obviously did that on purpose with Joyce. Like it was a choice to like, yeah, it, that, cause that was a thing that happened in the eighties. People were like telemarketers and like selling shit on the phone in the eighties. So they gave Joyce that job in the newest season. But it was just weird to me that like two recent episodes of what we're covering here, both have, and there's like, obviously it's just a coincidence, but it's just yeah. weird to me that like both of them have a, a, a telemarketer job in it. And they're both like, well, obviously stranger things is eighties based, but it's to like 80s things with telemarketers. And I, I mean, I guess I knew that like that was a big yeah. market job in the 80s. But like to see it twice in like the span of a month is like, <laughs> damn, this really was a fucking thing. It was a thing, dude. I Like the thing I, I always thought like telemarketers worked in an office. Like I always pictured them in yeah. like a little cube with a like phone a cubicle kind and of thing. Yes. all day calling random numbers like on a list that they're given. But right. I guess even in the 80s when a pandemic wasn't a thing, I guess telemarketers worked from home. Like that was probably an easy gig to get. You know, you probably have to like you probably only get paid for the hours you put in or something. It's not probably right. salary based or like that. Again, I don't know shit about telemarketers, but that's just what I'm assuming from Stranger Things and from this Tales from the Dark Side episode. I it was, guess that's it was very of- interesting that it happened twice uh, in two things <laughs> that we're covering in, in a month time. There you go. It was a big 80s thing. I'm pretty sure that's like when it, like 70s, 80s was like when being a telemarketer was a thing. Hey, man, right. it's a thing now, but a lot of it's like scam telemarketers, all bullshit yeah. insurance, selling insurance, car car insurance thing, home insurance, shit like that. Yeah, Medical bullshit. insurance. So, hey, it's a thing. Uh, but yeah, Betty is a compulsive eater. We learned that Betsy. very qu- We learned that quick. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's constantly snacking on everything, but then she's also trying to lose weight. So there, right. you know, there's a little bit of uh, she's got like some issues with that kind of handling. Like she wants to lose weight, but she's always eating chips. There's like crumbs all over everything, stains all over everything. It's yeah. like a really cartoony 
version it's, of someone. Yeah, it's exactly. It's very much like <laughs> like it. it like a slob. Sort of like a mockery of like a, what a slob is. Yeah, like a oh, big fat slob. <laughs> like that kind of like now, poking the, fun. Yeah, and she like she tries and, and they make it known that she tries several different weight loss programs, but like none of them right. work because of how and they're trying to say that this woman's gross, like yeah. how often she's eating. And I'm gonna I'm gonna lie and lie. The actress Betty is not that big. No, no, it's not like she's like you know, <laughs> or gross. Like the mom and what's eating Gilbert Grape, or like any kind of like. She's dude, not obese. Like that. No, like that's no, how you know just, this was the eighties, dude. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like very shallow. The and standards shitty. of what oh. was considered like bad is very skewed. Very. Yeah, skewed. and like it's it. I found it so odd because I, you know, and it took me back to another movie that I'm a big fan of, Frankenhooker, and in that movie. His girlfriend that dies early into the movie that he brings back, he turns her into, he, part of her turns into Frankenhooker into the monster he creates. She's supposed to be like fat and they put like a little like fat suit on her, but she's not yeah. even like big. It's, it's so odd. The 80s were a very weird, weird time. But I guess again, you think about it like supermodels and, and shit like that. Right, they were right. Yeah. There's real a thin, weird, unrealistic standards. Way, yeah. Really, yeah. yeah all they did was like like the Kate Moss diet was like a cigarette and a Ritz cracker you know what I mean yeah you know what I mean like that's kind of I guess was the like the look of women but I just found it like looking at it now in 2022 that this woman Betty is considered like obese fat gross pig yeah she she just looks like an average woman she didn't look big at all or gross so yeah okay 1988 (laughs) So, while looking at the yellow pages, she comes across an advertisement for Wait Away, another weight loss program. Uh, strangely enough, as she's looking at the pages, her phone rings, and a representative from Wait Away conveniently calls her <laughs> and explains that their program works and that a package is already on, on its way to her apartment. <laughs> and basically, she signed up. Without approving this. It was just like, hey, here you go. We're sending something to you to help with your weight wouldn't loss. Be, wouldn't be Tales from the Dark Side if there wasn't some kind of weird, uh, you know, <laughs> company that can just get this stuff to you without signing up for it and not even thinking like, yeah, this is kind of fucking weird. But It's ambiguous. They never even yeah. tell you who the fuck yeah. these people are. Wait away. Just, they're just wait away. <laughs> they're just wait away. They're just some random ass company that's helping people with weight loss. Okay. Right. Hello? Wait away calling. The call that will change your life. I think you have... Wait away is not available on television or in bookstores or anywhere else for that matter. Yeah. How did you get... And wait away, you don't get gimmicks like talking refrigerators. How did you know? Who is this? You get guarantees. But... We'll deliver this afternoon. Your wait is over. Hello? Hello? What's going on? Um, yeah, the, the, basically in a nutshell, the company provides new state of the art technology, uh, with one of the pieces, one of the first pieces Betty gets being a hearing aid, uh, which she eventually places into her ear. Now, the whole conundrum of this episode is, is Betty gets a call from her high school crush. Elmo, who we, who we talked about. Elmo briefly. Shroud. What <laughs> <Yes>. a fucking name. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. I get a different time. Eighties. That's you know where where that's Elmo that's Shroud. He sounds like it should be a fucking Dungeons and Dragons character. Yeah, it's an interesting. You're right. I, I honestly forgot about his last name. The other first name, I was so blown away by his name being Elmo. And when I hear Elmo, the first thing you think of is the Elmo that we all know. Tickle me, Elmo, right? Yeah, the little little red little red monster. Um, but yeah, he, he calls her and he explains that he'll be in town because I think he's like a salesman and he's traveling mm-hmm. or some, some something along those like some shit like that, and that he would love to see her. So he swing he swings by later, and he invites her out to dinner to a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> this is where uh, shit gets wild. So Uh-oh. at the re- <laughs> so at the restaurant, keep in mind, you know, she's having this nice conversation. There's plates of food. Like they walk to this table with like enchiladas, quesadillas, burritos, beans and rice, everything. guacamole, everything. These big plates, and she's even like, "Oh, it's a lot of food, right?" Again, insinuating that she's like this glut- gluttonous creature of some kind. Right, and she's just gonna go to town on all this shit. That's what we're supposed to assume. <laughs> And and basically what happens is uh, she's talking to Emilio and Emilio excuses himself. I think he has to go to the restaurant. Elmo. 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 What did I just say? Emilio? <laughs> Emilio. 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 The, the Mighty, Mighty Ducks, Ducks man. man. The Mighty Ducks man. I swear to God. Elmo excuses himself. He goes to the uh, to the restroom and uh, she starts to – she puts the earpiece in and she starts to hear screaming like excruciating pain. And she realizes it's all coming from the food, the burritos, the tacos, the enchiladas. We get like these shots of like people munching on the food and like screams are just erupting from like their mouths. The 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 closer the camera gets, the closer the camera gets on those shots, the grosser the food looked. Oh, God. And like, it's disgusting. So what? What exactly was screaming? Like, were the individual ingredients all together (laughs) screaming? Like, was it? Like the taco itself was so like an I entire taco, which is made up of a bunch of different things. It just it, it's I get that it's supposed to be like this super weird thing, but it was kind of funny. It was funny and gross at the same time. Because yes, like like yes. I said, as the camera got closer to all this stuff, like the the tighter shots of like the tacos getting cut and all that, it looked disgusting. Oh, it was the nastiest fucking Mexican food I've ever seen. Oh, there's yeah. even a quick scene where where Elmo comes back. And he's got his like taco in front of him and he's uh-huh. cutting it and there's like cheese running out and you just yeah. hear the screaming. The burrito the is screams, screaming. The agonizing screams. <laughs> the fucking pain this poor burrito is in. And she passes out. Eventually, like hearing all this, it basically sounds like hell. Like what you would think hell right. sounds like. When you go to a haunted house and you just hear like like lost souls screaming, that's what this yeah. sounds like. So the but first thing that Wait Away sent her... Wait away, sent there some kind of hearing aid device that can tune her into the the death screams of the food that she's eating as a as a deterrent, I guess, which is, you know, smart on their part. Good, yeah. good scheme, I guess. Like if, if <laughs> I was sitting eating a taco and it started fucking screaming at me, I'd stop eating it, too. So, <laughs> yes. And, and it's funny, too, because, you know, at this point, you don't know that. She just has the hearing aid. So as as an as the audience, we don't know that this food has a soul of some kind. Right. Or that's what this hearing aid is. It's making it seem like the food you're eating has a soul and feels pain or or right. something along those lines. Is a living 
that that taco is a living thing. There's a sentience to <laughs> yes, it. A yeah, sentient, it's a sentient taco that, it, yeah. that can feel pain. So, so Elmo and Betty, they go back to her place. And Elmo's concerned with her, you know. And, and you can really tell. And I do like this moment where, you know, you can tell he, he, he's into her. And mm-hmm. he thinks she's beautiful or pretty. He says something like that along. He compliments yeah. her. And she's still insecure about her weight because of because of him being her crush, you know, and like right. the situation around it where it's like, you know, he even says, I think earlier on, he's like, oh, you look like you're, you're, you're eating well or something like you're looking well. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it, it's 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 almost like they're pointing out that he doesn't give a shit that she's gained some weight, but it right. still bothers right. her, I guess, because she wants to look great. And I don't want to get into Elmo because I want to add more about kind of the character and the acting a little later. Uh, and, and what I do like what they did with Elmo um, and, and Betty as characters that I just thought it was really well executed. All right. So at this point, Elmo is, you know, he's check. He's out. Do we need to call a nurse? Do we need to call uh, an ambulance? Get you to a doctor? Whatever. And he leaves and he notices a package on her on her doorstep in front of her apartment. And he gives her the package. Surprise, surprise. It's from Wait, 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 wait. package number two. <laughs> yes. Another package from them. I, I guess it's multiple. They, they, they're like Amazon. They can't send shit two. in one this box. Step it's two. Got, it's got to come in two separate, two separate boxes. Right. Um, so, yeah, he leaves. He hands her the box. She opens it up. And inside are a pair of uh, a cat eye glasses. Very stylish, very fifties style. Very eighties, yeah. <laughs> like pin, pin, almost like yeah. pinup style. Cat eye, like yeah, they're fashionable. cool. They're cool looking glasses. And she puts them on, you know, on her face, on her head, and she's wearing them about on her eyes. And in front of her is a pear, a banana, and an apple. That can now speak to her and have eyes <laughs> and a mouth. <laughs> they have faces. They're living yeah. creatures. We and went from the screams of, of, yes. of tacos to, to living fruits. And, and at this point, the audi- as the audience, we know, okay, the, the, the food items are alive. She thinks she's going crazy because they're telling her, hey, don't eat us. Please don't eat us. We're, you know, we don't want to be killed, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, I'm going crazy, blah, blah. I'm just right. hungry because she's all her belly's always rumbling because she's always snacking. And she walks over to the fridge and inside the fridge is like a jello mold and a roast beef or something. And both of them are also yep. alive with faces they and are, are talking her. And they say not to uh, not to eat. Please don't eat me. Please, please, please. And they're all like, I love how the, the fruit and the food in general is kind of like shitting on the other one. Like, oh, eat her. She's an apple. Yeah. She's delicious. No, no, eat the steak. Eat like, the oh, banana. no, what about <laughs> chocolate-covered pears? That yeah. one's great. <laughs> like, they're all just trying to, like, butter Fight the other one their own one survival. Up, yeah. Making the other one more delicious than, than, than their current fruit or whatever kind of right. food item that they are. Uh, but I don't want to get into the ending, but I'll say this to, to end the synopsis. You know, as her belly continues to uh, to rumble and continue to just, you know, she, she wants something, she wants something. Betty has to make a choice whether to fight this hunger or eat now her living food. Right. Chow down Give on something and, and that does not want to be eaten. Live with, with, live with the decision that you've just eaten 
living something that has begged you not to do so. Yes. And that was Tales from the Dark Side, Love Hungry. Is there something wrong? No. I, I've got something in my ear. I can't get it out. Oh, it's okay. This looks just great. Now, <laughs> before we go into the ending of this episode, because I, I just want to talk about a few other things that we liked about this episode, some of our favorite things about this episode. I want to focus on the cast first and kind of go back yes. to what I was saying a few minutes ago. One of the things I love about this episode, and I think it does right, is the character of Elmo. As much as his name is fucking weird, he's not like this drop-dead, drop-dead gorgeous guy. He's like a middle-aged man who's balding. He's short, mm-hmm. too, if you notice. Yeah. He's wearing yeah, he glasses. Is. You know, it's not like Fabio, because this is the 80s. You know, Fabio was right. the shit. <laughs> it's not like he strolled into her apartment, you know, trying to like, you know, hey, let's, you know, he, you look like shit. Like, he was not a shallow person himself. No, yeah. And he, he was, wasn't this model. He was just genuinely into this lady. And, and I like how... That plays up people's insecurities right. on some real shit. Because if you think yeah. about it, like he 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 does point out that she's gained some weight, but he never he never makes it a bad thing. Mm-hmm. He notices he's not malicious it. In it. He's, not, he's malicious not malicious at all. He notices it, but he's never like, "Damn, you're 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 fat" right. or something like that. Yeah, you know, he never yeah. uses those words. And he's kind of just going with the flow and happy to be with her. And she's blind to that shit. Betty does mm-hmm. not realize this dude, he's feeling her. He, she's you know, caught he, up in her own insecurities and, and yeah. you know, it takes over. And, it, and it's kind of crazy because when you watch this, there's a lot of people that really suffer from this. They think they're gross and ugly. I, I don't know what the right term is. It's like a, a dysmorphia, body dysmorphia. It's a, it's exactly. A thing. And she, you know, in her mind, she's not good enough. For Elmo. When right. in reality, there's nothing wrong with either one of them, you know, and it's not like, you know, and it's one thing because I feel like there's a Tales from the Dark, not Tales from the Dark Side, there's a Tales from the Crypt episode kind of like this with an old man who wants to be young and he's like, chop, Arnold Schwarzenegger actually directed that episode and he's using like, he's getting like these new body parts to make him feel younger and sexier. And in this, and it's a similar situation where in this episode, she feels like she has to lose all this weight. So that Elmo likes her when he, right. act, he, when he already, already likes does. her. He already does. You know, and I like that. And, and I actually think the performances to focus on, you know, Betty and Elmo are actually really good for something that you would think would be ridiculously hokey. I was going to say, like, while the, the guy that plays Elmo, there is a bit of, like, cheesiness to the entire episode. The, the guy's eyes are so friggin' expressive. He has yeah. like, really great eyes for, for the, the stuff that his character is like, and it, it, he emotes super well through his, he's got these big fucking bug eyes. And, yeah. uh, and there's a couple of scenes where he is really wide eyed. And I think it sells the episode through his, his expressions. I think he's, he does really well with the, with the material that's there. What'd you think of Betty? Like, what'd you think of her? I think she was great too. I think, I think yeah. the whole cast, and I think like, you know, you're not necessarily supposed to like her as much. Cause like you said earlier, she is kind of a, a bee on the phone when she's yeah early on, when she's like at work, but also you could take that as like, she's just generally unhappy with things. So like 
it kind of bleeds into stuff every once in a while. But I, I mean, I don't think she was bad, but I did like his performance a little bit better. Yeah, she early on, I feel like they were trying to make you not be on her side. And by the end of it, you do feel really bad for him. And we'll get into well. the ending in a bit. But <laughs> by the end of it, you're just like, girl, you're blind. Like this dude right. liked you and you didn't have to like be skinny for him to like want to be with you or date you or see you. It, it's it again, by the end of it, you feel really bad for her, even yeah. though I think early on, they definitely were trying to make you not feel bad for her to kind of right. be like, but oh, then this it's like you don't have asshole. to, you don't have to go through all this stuff like this. Everything that you're trying to get is like right here. Yeah. And, and I want to point out this cast is small. There's like, Basically, Elmo and Betty. That's it. Those are the two people. There's a couple of other. Like, there's the landlady and right. a couple and a guy of guy on the phone from the, the, phone, from the wait away. Yeah, people in the restaurant. But the other kind of supporting roles really are the fruit, and I want to talk about that <laughs> and the food. I should say because it's fruit, and then also the the food in the fridge. Right. Uh, the puppets, dude. Going back to what I said at the opening of the show, the the talking fruit and food is what. I vividly remember seeing as a well, kid yeah. that that image of them like pleading for their lives not to be eaten. I'm just like that like just brings me back to being a kid. Like I remember seeing this episode as a child yeah, and just being so confused as to why this fruit <laughs> and the ending, the ending stuck out to me too and was really eerie, but again, we'll get that get to that in a sec, but the the fruit screaming and, and like they become her friends basically. That's kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, like she she bonds with this Talking yeah. living fruit. And they each have a different personality and a different yeah. voice. Different which is voice. Funny. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is it just me or did the, like, the, the, the roast beef or meatloaf or whatever that was supposed to be in the fridge sound like Sylvester Stallone? Like they a were going bit, for yeah. like a like Philly. Punch drunky kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Are they trying to mimic that that fucking thing is supposed to sound like him? Because that's what I took it as. And then like, the, I don't know if the, is it the pair of the apples, like a southern accent? The pear. <laughs> yeah. I just love how they all, and like one of them has like a New York accent. I think it was the banana. Has like a New yeah. York accent. No, the, the apple does because it's the, the big apple. apple. Yes, the apple. You're right. The apple. I knew one of them had a, had a New York accent. We're from fucking New York and I didn't even fucking catch that. Right. That was completely, that went over my head. But yeah, I just love how, how they gave them their own little personalities. Each piece of the yeah. jello mold and like some are male, some are female. Uh, like. They're only in like, you know, it's a 21 minute runtime for the episode. They're only in like maybe six minutes of the entire runtime. Yeah, it's like, like the last 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah they show but, they're, up. but they're like, they're, they're worked in as, as characters, like official characters in this story. They are. And, and if you think about it, they're puppets, dude, and, and people had to voice them. And it's it's like Sesame Street almost, but with talking fruit with their little like black beady eyes and the little slit in their mouth. Like, it was just they're like cute, yeah. and, but they're supposed to be like weird. It's some shit you would see like on Tim and Eric or on like fucking. Yes. yes. <laughs> like adult like swim at like 2 a.m. Yeah. You, you, you'll fucking see something weird like this. And I just got a kick out of that. And, and oh, yeah, I a, enjoyed that. I thought there's that's, the one that w- I didn't expect that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. When I got to that, I was like, "All right, this episode is fucking wonky." And and, and the the there's a specific scene because there's actually like she's actually acting with the fruit, where I think it's the pear, is talking about being young, and mm-hmm. and being fresh. Your flesh gets soft, age spots, you get wrinkled, you start to smell. I don't think I want to think about it. It's not a pretty thought. 
Maybe old age is not cracked up to be. Maybe it's better to be demolished and digested while I'm still young and sweet and succulent and gorgeous. I just like how that scene plays out where the where the pear is almost egging her on. It's trying to prevent it's like it's trying to prevent Betty from eating it, but at the same time, it's almost egging her on about life right. and being young and being fresh and being tight and being this because eventually a fruit goes rotten and goes bad. And I right. and I like how it's very very allegorical for yes, for the, yes. the whole episode of time is. in our life. Yeah, and I do like how they did that with ridiculous talking muppet like muppet puppet fruit. Like that's yeah. basically what it is. Uh, what about the plot? Like the whole plot. What did you think of it? Considering you had never seen this episode, what did you think? Of, like like I said, when it got when it got to the to the talking fruit, that's when I was like, all right, this episode is <laughs> off the wall, but it's fucking cool. Like and. You know, and then we'll get into where it leads to, and and I think like you put it all together, and it's a it's a solid episode. And and I think shit really hits the fan with the with the Mexican restaurant with with the with, yeah. the, <laughs> with the screaming tacos. Which honestly, dude, a little part of me, I wish he was wearing the glasses in the Mexican restaurant so you could see the fucking tacos. Oh, I know. Face. You know that plate that they had with all the different shit on it would have been like all faces. But then you're right. So you're trying to tell me a taco has a like every individual right. each part of it, yeah. or is it like is it the entire taco? Because then like you go by this part next, right? Like each fruit comes to life individually. But like if you were to slice that apple up into like apple pie, would each slice of that apple be a living, breathing thing, or is that the end of that apple? Like yeah, it, there's a little bit of inconsistency in like the hearing the food being you know eaten and tortured, and then seeing it as as an entire piece you know at the end of the day i think what it is 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 this you know way to way company just created this technology. sinister element to yeah, them, yeah. I, I don't even know if it's supernatural it's more like uh like they created this technology to make it appear as if your food is talking to you when in reality the food isn't talking to you because it's like almost like a hologram or like an illusion in a way so, like, it kind of fucks with your mind to prevent you from eating because that's kind of the whole right. point. So, obviously, the food isn't alive, but it's their way of kind of messing with you and preventing you from eating because you think it's alive. Which is right. funny because you can also say this is like uh, like vegetarianism or veganism in a way where people that are vegans or vegetarians don't want to eat stuff with a face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or anything yeah, that yeah. bleeds or poops. You know, and like when you think about it, right, if you're a ve- you're vegan or a vegetarian even and you eat a tofu sandwich, right, <laughs> there, t- there, there's no animal. Let's say you make a tofu sandwich, lettuce, tomatoes, carrots on a whole wheat grain bread with no animal right. products in it. It was all grown. It's all grown. But then you make a, a if you think about it, you eat a ham and cheese sandwich. You've got the, the, the what is ham? Pork, I think, or a pig, yeah. right? And then yeah. you got milk from a cow. In a, in bread. a sandwich, bread. Well, not bread, a lot of bread is vegan, but uh, nonetheless, that came from two things that are living. So, mm-hmm. in a way, I feel like this is like an allegory for that too. A little yeah, bit. Uh, more yeah, so can, weight I can, loss. I can see that. More so weight loss, but I do feel like maybe a happy accident was it could work for that as well. You know, right. you know, we're just like all foods living technically. You know what I mean? Or, or in this world, all food is living technically, but in reality. 
some of the food, that steak you had, that burger you ate at one point had a face. It pooped. It bled at one point. <laughs> and now you're fucking stuff. Now you're stuffing your face. Still, uh, still good to me. Still good to me. Hey, man, listen. Teachers are like, I'm vegetarian. <laughs> I, I don't really talk about it on the podcast much. But like, I don't eat. I try not to eat any animal products. I definitely try to like cut back on all my animals. I have not had flesh of any kind in a very long time. And no, you don't have to worry about your fruit talking to you either then. But that's not true because if I if I was wearing these glasses, you know, my peanut butter and jelly sandwich would be talking to me if I'm trying to lose weight. I think that's at the end of the day. Right. That's really what the that's really what the whole whole thing is. But I do think the story itself I can't think besides maybe again that Tales from the Crypt episode that Arnold Schwarzenegger directed I can't think of anything else I've ever seen that's kind that's like this episode, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's, and then I mean, we'll, we'll get into the ending, and there's yeah, like, that's gonna, we're gonna get to that real. <laughs> I do want to say one thing too that this reminded me of. So in Pee Wee's Playhouse, because I'm a big Pee Wee Herman fan, you can see him hanging out there in the background in the <laughs> video version of the podcast. You can see him hanging there. Um, when Pee-wee walks over to his fridge whenever he's going to make something for the kids on the yes. show or he's going to show the kids at home something, he opens his fridge and all the food's alive. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they're like dancing and singing. Yeah. Like the ice cubes are alive. I just That's what this reminded me of. Like right, when I was yeah. Watching, it's I was very, like, oh, yeah. very, very similar. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, I just got a kick out of that. I was like, oh, this reminded me of Pee-wee's Playhouse. Like it just reminded me of Pee-wee's fridge in his playhouse. All right, so let, let's jump into the ending. So so in a nutshell, what happens at the end of this episode is Betty, you know, is going a lot of back and forth between her and the fruit. She's hungry. She almost eats the banana. The banana screams because she's about to peel and break its head yeah, open. Oof, like rip its <laughs> skin off. Yeah, basically. That's what she was going to do. And and she realizes that, you know, she can't do this. And she feels bad because these, these, these fruit have lives. They're living things. Right. And it's kind of foreshadowed in the beginning of the episode that she's a knitter. She knits, I guess. Mm-hmm sweaters or something something she knits and what she does is we see her reach for the the needle and thread yeah Cut she says something like i'll i'll never i'll never eat you again or so i'll never something eat something like I'll, this will never happen again yeah something yeah, very as foreshadowing the, as the apple pear and banana are like oh you know please they're please. rejoicing they're yeah. saved yeah and still kind of throwing each other under, under the bus, though, the fruit, those damn fruit. Um, right. Yeah, she gets two, a call from from Elmo and he's like, and she's yes. he's like, oh, I'll come over and you can cook for me. And he's like, my favorite's apple pie. And the other two fruits are like, yeah, great, apple pie, <laughs> I fucking eat him. Is that painful? Painful? Let me peel your skin off, lady, huh? Humiliating, too. Left alone with no friends, no one to talk to. You know how awful that is, Betsy. Oh, I know how I... We girls have to stick together. Uh, but yeah, so so two months pass by and we see Elmo and the landlady go to Betty's apartment. And the landlady's like, oh, uh, she hasn't paid her rent in two months. And Elmo is like, yeah, I've been trying to get in contact with her and I'm back in town and I, I haven't been able to. So they're obviously mm-hmm. concerned with Betty. Right, and that's cool that Elmo, like, yeah. two months later, this girl is, like, MIA on him and he's still, like... He liked her enough to still be concerned about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's insinuated again that he comes and goes a lot. 
Right. So I'm guessing like he left again to like go do some work shit and then comes back and he's like, wow, this girl. And it was the 80s. So no social media, none of that shit. You got to call somebody to talk to them or send them a letter. Yeah. So I'm guessing. Yeah. So I'm guessing, you know, he's back in town. So he's like, oh, I'm going to go pay her a visit and make sure she's okay. So they go into her apartment. It smells bad. And they find Betty with her lips sewn shut. And the three fruit in front of her rotten and they're like completely black. And it's insinuated that she starved to death. She and she's still yeah. wearing that I love how she's still wearing the glasses and the hearing yeah. aid. Like she died from starvation. And right. you know, it, it goes it's a really fucking dark, bleak. That's where it ends, too. Ending. The whole episode ends there. And the, but the so like she's dead, but so is the fruit that she didn't want yes. to eat. Exactly. So it's like if she would have just held on a little bit longer, would the fruit have died, rotted, whatever you want to call it? Would it have done that on its own? Probably. That's how that's the life cycle of a fruit. So like this, this wait away stuff caused her to go to the absolute end of extreme. Yes. When she didn't necessarily have to. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy too, because the, the, even the way you just put it, she, like, I would love to have seen any, like, more scenes of her. Like, if it, this went on another 20 minutes of her, like, battling. I'm assuming she constantly was battling eating them. And then eventually, you know, we see her kind of, like, it wasn't even that long. I, I think it's, like, a day we see her, like, wanting to eat the, like, apple and the pear. Yeah. But, like, I wonder, like, if she did it the first time. Like, did she just sew her mouth shut and two months went by? Or, like, yeah. did she die right away? Like, what exactly? It's ambiguous, obviously. Right. But, like, how long did it take her to really kind of just starve? To, did she just stand there with her lips sewn so shut looking yeah. at the like fruit? like sitting in that position? Yeah. Because obviously she didn't work. She wouldn't be able to talk <laughs> as a right. telemarketer. So I'm just like, I want more. I want more from this. I will say, dude, that final shot of oh, her is eerie as shit. Yeah. She's, like, the the... Just dead there with the the rotted, gross fruit in front yeah. of her with the sewn shut mouth. It's a, that's a, a a punch of an ending. And and how hokey, you know, the first you know twenty minutes yeah, of this episode yeah. compared to the last thirty seconds. It's really dark. And again, I remember, dude, watching this and like that stuck with me. Like that visual yeah, of her fucking a, being a kid, seeing that. Yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> her fucking dead with her 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 lips sh- uh, sewn shut scary and dead like you feel and you feel really bad from fat bad for her because she just wanted to be skinny she just wanted yeah. to be, <laughs> she just she's wanted gonna to be, be skinny there she's gonna fucking rot oh she's yeah she should have been a lot more rotten too i think two months she was right, 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 right. but again we don't know how long she was like that yeah, until exactly. she starved and, and and died and and again it goes back to what the pair said i'm gonna stay fresh and 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 whatever and be ripe forever and in reality nope. they weren't and i do think the i do think the 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 fruit being rotten kind of cements that they were always just fruit to begin with and right, that right, the, right. The, it wasn't like they were soul, really alive yeah, yeah them having a soul was all part of it because obviously only she saw that no one else right. did. It's kind of like a they live situation where like yeah, yeah, only yeah, yeah. Roddy Piper could see the aliens and anyway, only anybody with the glasses on could see them. So, you know, it's kind of that type of situation. Uh, but yeah, really depressing. And I do yeah. think <laughs> either 
this episode supposed to be like an allegory for like anorexia, maybe not eating. Yeah. You know, right. There's, um, there's some like eating disorder kind of stuff. Obviously. Yeah. There. Obviously that's kind of what they were maybe hinting at here where, you know, cause think about it. Just, just, just stop eating. Just stop. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get skinny yeah. and die. So like, and I also wanted to know, like, if she died from this, how many other people have this has, has this company fucked over? Right. <laughs> Yo, there was probably an investigation with wait away after this. Like, hey guys, you killed this woman with these glasses and this hearing aid by making her think her fruit were talking to her. <laughs> like, yeah. Or or was wait away never real and was like yeah. all this like you know? Well, she was wearing the glasses. They had to be right. Real. But it was this like some kind of thing that was only happening to her? Kind of. I mean, you know, that's that's. All open for interpretation in these kind of like anthology supernatural shows. So it's always for to have conversations like this about what really happened and what didn't kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, fucking wait away. That's like <laughs> they're run the, by the Satan. national steroid trial. Yo, dude, you know, it reminds me of there's a segment in uh, speaking of anthology and, and we haven't covered a movie yet, but I'm sure eventually we'll jump into this one. But in Cat's Eye, are you familiar with Cat's Eye? Yes. Yes. Uh, in, in, in Cat's Eye, there's a segment where you have James Wood, James mm-hmm. Woods, and he is a smoker. And he goes to this company and they're supposed to help him, you know, quit smoking. Yeah. And basically what they do is they like threaten your family. They say they're always watching you and don't smoke. And he starts freaking out and he's, you know, because of all the shit that's happening. And they really were watching him. They threatened to like kill his family or torture his family. Right, right. And this kind of re- reminded me of that. Obviously, a little different with the glasses and the hearing aid and fruit, but it's almost like the extreme lengths people would go to yeah. to either quit something or to stop something, you know, because eating is a problem. There are people that have, you know, problems with with yeah, weight but i mean that, this is this is extreme this is an extreme yeah, case. This is and the extreme, she also yeah. wasn't big so i'm no. so good so, that was kind of they should have just made like her look a little more obese i guess maybe because i was like she didn't look that big oh, a regular looking lady least. you know so that was that was fucking strange uh but would you recommend this episode chris oh absolutely i i would <laughs> tell people Basically nothing about it, though, because you got to kind of like you got to like I said, I had never seen it before. And it's a roller coaster of a of an episode from start to finish. So I would recommend that you watch it blind. Don't listen to our episode. And then, <laughs> no, then I think too, too late. You're already <laughs> listening to it. Uh, I think it's a great episode of uh, Tales from the Dark Side. It's definitely hokey. Like, I'm not going to say it's like this drama. It's not dramatic in, in a way. Right. It's not, not until the very awards. end. Uh, but it's got a, it's got a, it's dark. It's got a dark side. Hence the, the yes, title of the show. It's got a, it's a dark side. And there's a tale in there. And, and I never thought I'd, I'd watch something where talking fruit would be fucking like mean spirited you know what i mean like yeah. puppet talking puppet fruit would be so driving, fucking driving someone to death so grimy to somebody um but yeah if you've never seen tales from the dark side I- i'd recommend watching this it's strange horrific and kind of funny you do look young and sweet and succulent and tasty juicy Edible. Lady, control yourself here! Oh my god. What was I doing? Oh, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, Pierre. I don't want to hurt you. I'm just lightheaded, and I don't know what I'm doing. And my stomach is screaming for food. So that was Tales from the Dark Side, Love Hungry. Be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover. Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash hauntedhangover31. And if you could rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze. Catch you guys later.